0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tales from Stringersburg. Uh,
1: I am Drew. Joining me is Mercury and Mad Flack. And we're doing our first live session on Twitch. Uh, so thank you all for joining us. uh You know, we've been at this for roughly two and a half years. And if you've never joined us before, your camera's then... frozen. Oh, my camera your is camera's frozen. frozen. I don't know why my camera is frozen. One second.
2: Oh, I think it's fixing. It's almost. Maybe. You got a little slideshow action going on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> We're still working out our technical difficulties as first episode will show. Um, a
0: little scuffed. Yeah, it's all right. Let me just turn off my filters, see if that helps. You never know. You know. Live broadcast, all kinds of fun stuff,
1: but uh real quick, give you guys a, my audio is working so it'll be all good. Real quick uh kind of rundown, we started this game 13 years ago, give or take, and it was originally kind of a spoof game and it was based on Dr. Horrible and The Tick and those kind of universes. Uh, Venture Brothers, and we, you know, we all kind of went our separate ways. And then me and Flocky kind of got back together and started doing a play-by-post game. Together, yeah, and the, you know, that kind of evolved. I was listening to a lot of podcasts at the time. I was just like, "Hey, do you want to try to do this audio recording?" And so we gave it a shot and did it as a podcast and slowly evolved and Mercury joined us back as the character that he used to play. And, uh, you know, that's kind of our current situation that we're, that we're at.
2: Well, you can tell a little bit about your arc and how we're now handing it over.
1: Yeah. So me and flock have been kind of just storytelling back and forth, trading characters and all that fun stuff.
2: It's kind of a one-on-one session, right? Like, mm-hmm.
3: like a yeah, sort of a way, collaborative deal. Well, the way we, we used to do it involved a lot of collaboration inherently because, you know, when you're recording a chunk of audio and sending it to somebody, you have to account for the fact that they might need to change it. So we were doing if thens with each other. Like I'd be yeah. like, Hey bud, uh, you know, if 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 thus and so happens the puppeteer does this if that and you know that that was cool for us that's cool. once we once we started podcasting though it was like you know i'm not sure i want to put listeners through this <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's fair. I, we got more and more live we got more and more live and we got mercury back and uh that made the whole dynamic even even richer but um, hey, before we go into uh, plot arc summaries, do you want to, Mercury, do you want to tell people a little bit about our our fresh new channel here, how it works?
2: Oh well, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, I have a lot of experience streaming on Twitch. I haven't done it in a long time. So it's possible some of my old viewers will show up, which would be really cool because I had a really great community growing. Um so the our format is anticipated to be we're going to primarily be in character and be focused and then we'll respond to chat during breaks uh so don't be offended if we don't if we just stay in the moment uh we'll all be available uh both uh all three of us are moderators in chat so we will be watching chat as well and so for example if um josh and drew are having a conversation and i'm like not in the scene or my character's not saying anything and you say something in chat i'll try to write back to you but in terms of like all of us as a group hanging out and addressing you like once we're in character we'll be in character and we'll be in scene um you can as the headline says you can hit exclamation mark podcast we have a few other cool commands we'll be adding to as time goes on so uh yeah yeah and eventually i'm hoping we'll have maybe some music some stream safe dmca safe music
4: <laughs>
2: yeah. uh, some sound effects we might even add some visuals um we have partial character sheets for um for a couple of us and we'll also um uh, briefly elaborate on the system um as we go along but uh we're gonna try not to let that slow us down too much so
1: yep and bear yeah, with just, me as uh i fix to... my camera which i think i just did
3: it, it looks it like looks, it good.: Yeah. Okay.
2: Sorry.
1: I don't so know.
3: Handsome.
2: <laughs> so handsome. So. I think you'll be able to chroma key it back out. Yeah. That should be okay.
1: I'll, I'll futz with it later. Of course, you know, once, once we went live, everything had to, had to mess up on my computer, oh, but man. that's the way things go.
2: True. Big true.
3: Yeah. but Real, real quick, Drew, just, just let me dovetail on something Mercury said quickly mm-hmm. about music. Some of us have made playlists. Both to get ourselves psyched up while we're writing or or building characters or stories or, or whatever, but also to exchange information a bit. Like I've had great playlists from Mercury about various characters that he's made in various campaigns over the years. So like at some point, maybe we could link to those and you guys can get a sense of what we listen to when when we're getting into this. Obviously, for copyright reasons, if we you know put yeah. those show if, if if we put those playlists on during the show. And we would immediately be assassinated by record labels. So. That, I mean, it's
2: it's rare to find an industry where the the industry itself would rather murder you than have you mm. hear their product for free. And I, I genuinely believe that. I really think these guys running who are like the heavies on DMCA are like, well, you could listen to it for free. And learn about new music and share it with your friends on the internet to, you, you know, could, like a couple thousand people. Or you could kill those people instead. It'd be like, I think the second one. You know, how much uh, new uh, awesome music I've learned, I've I've heard and learned about on Twitch. Like there's mm, so much good stuff. I've learned right. so much stuff. And then the big crackdown a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, right, all right, right, well, never mind. So we won't be playing the music on here because we can't. Although we'd love to. Um, but those links will be available for those of us that put a playlist together for our characters and, and on Spotify links. So you can go listen to them in a DMCA approved way. For sure.
1: But let me give you a little bit of the, the preface, the, the, the beginnings of before this was a podcast or anything, uh, Ferguson, Claire, the face face before the face, if you will, the early face, Fergus and Claire met in Chicago. They joined a group called the League of Dubious Heroism that had various unsavory characters in some sense or another. Uh, After what was known as the incident in Chicago, the League of Dubious Heroism uh, had to leave, and this was all instigated by the Brotherhood of Ineffectual Villainy. Um, But right before they left Chicago, the duo was attacked by this kid named horatio who was claimed to be their son from the future and was trying to erase himself and it was this big mess but they dealt with him and uh they moved to the berg uh so what is in the confluence of the ohio and mississippi river on the very tip of illinois in between uh missouri and kentucky uh there shortly after the group broke up Uh, Claire went off to better her research, but we'll figure out what actually happened to her later, uh, and then that's when the, the podcast picks up. Uh, Fergus had changed his identity to The Knife, and he started a group called the Monstrous Squadron, but it fell apart shortly after running into this dude named The Nihilist. A bunch of their members died, and Fergus kind of went off and went a solo act, um, but he revamps and starts to do his hero work from the shadows, and he's trying to uncover his origins uh, from Project Spectrum, which was part of MK Ultra. When he's met by yeah a, that
2: MK Ultra yeah, and he's met <laughs> by a real one
1: old uh, League member named Reverb, and they come and tell him that they found this old mech from the group called One Eye, who was this meta gathering intelligence entity that kind of became sentient and did all this shady stuff and Fergus had a giant chip on his shoulder. So all of these super groups and countries and companies all end up working together and assault One Eye's Island, destroying, specifically Fergus destroys him and they're celebrating and Fergus gets pulled out of time. And that's when we pick up on Morgan's arc.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah, the time stuff. So, um without knowing what was happening with the puppeteer whose civilian name is Fergus, my character,
0: True Dandy, I, yeah.
3: I, uh, I kind of like wanted to do something a little more mundane. Cause I've been playing with drew for a long time and I knew we were in for weirdness. That would be just like difficult to even comprehend. So I was like, let's, let's stick with nitty gritty Morgan's arc the arc concerning Morgan Treadway, a.k.a. the Cerulean Sentinel, was about politics. Um, So in my vision of the world surrounding Stringersburg, you know, the emergence of metahumans and other super people has kind of made every big urban area its own little city-state a bit, because I imagine the federal government of this country and of other countries would be so busy trying to figure out what to do about superhumans that they would kind of let things drift back to local affairs. So Stringersburg had its own duopoly, its own two-party system. On one hand, you had the Strong American Men Party, and on the other, you had the Technological Progress Party, the Strong Men and the Technocrats. And when we picked up with uh, Morgan, who had been you know, trying to make ends meet, he's a rough working-class guy, trying to better himself, trying to be a hero by any means possible, we uh we picked up with the city in chaos after a big sweep of of the elections the technological progress party won almost all of the offices and there were accusations of election fraud which as i really? thought back as i've thought back on this arc i'm just like man i was picking up on some kind of vibration in the culture a year so and a half ago yeah. yeah yeah so anyway um Morgan got involved in the sort of civil conflict in the city first in a very mundane incident. bunch of young toughs out wearing, you know, strongman gear trying to intimidate people. Morgan wasn't having that. Um, The Technological Progress Party tried to recruit him, but he didn't care for their methods. They started putting drones in the skies above Stringersburg um, as part of like, you know, some new monitoring anti-crime kind of program. Cease and desist. yeah, right, right, right. The uh, I I had these acronyms at one point. Cease is the acronym for the power armor suits that they deployed later. Desist was supposed to be something like distributed or di- anyway. So there's you know drones in the sky and these these guys who who uh, who Sentinel uh, Morgan beat up suddenly become the focus of all this media attention. They start being called the Sync Seven the sink being a neighborhood in Stringersburg that's slowly going underwater and where Morgan grew up. America's they get all Venice. This attention. America's Venice, right. They get all this attention in the press, and um, they're they're booked very quickly, rushed through the justice system, and it starts to make conditions for a riot. Morgan goes to City Hall where everyone's gathering to try and calm things down. But he was kind of outmaneuvered or, or outplayed by a member of a supergroup that we just called the Sept. Um, this particular member, Duke Disastro, is a magician of some kind, except he's not actually magic. And he's in he... fact, a wrestler. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I kind of pictured him as sort of a you know mustachio twirling opera house villain but with some of the like stage magic chops of like the characters from those stage magician movies of a few years ago, like, like the, the prestige and all of that kind of thing. Anyway, disaster. Kind of set Morgan up to fail. And, and when he tries to calm the crowd, they get really angry instead. And he has to, you know, run off so he can't be responsible for beating up dozens of people. Um, and after that, he turns to investigating the two parties and, you know, how they've caused this giant conflict. And, you know, the the media was a big part of the campaign, including this one particular independent journalist who dies in the course of the arc. He's like the only person who's given Morgan a fair shake. Morgan finds out he's been kidnapped, goes to rescue him. It's a trap. The guy gets blown up. the The, the villain who set the trap put a grenade in his mouth. And rigged the building to blow, so Morgan gets shot. The building gets collapsed on him, and it looks like he's out for the count. But at that point, his armor that he wears, his this like enchanted suit of armor that he found in a derelict warehouse, something in it activates, and he becomes aware that through the suit, he's part of this ancient argument between two very powerful magicians about how the fate of humanity should proceed. And the two sides call themselves continuity, which supposes everything needs to be as much under control as possible at all times, and contingency, which is like, we need to have a couple little weird things tucked away in the background just in case. Like, things can't be uninterrupted, under control the whole time. Every now and then, we need to have this little weird background ploy that comes in and turns things over at the last minute. So Morgan learned about that, and he he got back into the the fight between the the parties in the city and ultimately took a shot at Greg Greenwell, the billionaire industrialist, funding the TPP. Morgan wasn't able to catch him, but he did drive him out of town for a while with the help of some friends like the occult detective Roland Eckes, um, another member of the SEPT called Sister Catastrophe, um, and also his childhood best friend, Bianca, who's a minor metahuman. So at the end young? of all of that, huh? She's young. No. Not she's that a- kind of minor. A- oh, a- oh, 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 oh. Ah, that's oh, great. a, a- good Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. But but anyway, so at the end of that, there's this like uneasy peace deal. Morgan shows up to this publicized meeting between the two sides, and he's kind of like yeah, whatever, I, I hate both of you, but I don't want my city torn apart. And at the end of all of that, he laid down his own law, which was, don't come to the sink. The sink takes care of itself. Fuck you, get out of my neighborhood. We're good. And he even brokered a deal with the MHTF, the MetaHuman Task Force, which is our, like, superhero cops. He managed to broker a deal with them for a while. It was just like, everybody stay out of the sink. And that was where we left Morgan.
1: Yeah, and then we uh, pick back up with Fergus and he (laughs) wakes up and he's pretty much chained to this quarantine cell uh, that he's not able to escape for. He finds out five years, like time moves really slowly and he's racked with all these weird different types of pain and everything. And then one day his physical form just releases and he's made out of pure psychic energy. Uh, But they eventually release him out of this, and he finds himself in a realm uh, of a being known as Eminence Present, one of the triumference of time. They're pretty much entities that embody a tense of time. There's past, present, and future. And this entire realm is populated by what are called variants, which are singular beings in the entire multiverse. There's no other being like them anywhere else so there's not a whole lot of them and the thing that variances can do is permanently affect timelines and they're recruited into the triumference armies each one is able to be recruited at specific times and points like they have to fulfill certain things it's a very vague explanation press that they got. ganged yeah and yeah it's You know, rumored that if you fulfill certain duties or whatever, you'll get thrown back into your own timeline and all these other things. Uh, But Fergus tries to escape back to his own world multiple times, and eventually he's thrown out into the nothingness between time. And he's chased by this ancient, unknown Cthulian being through space until he arrives in Majesty Future's Realm. And in Future's Realm, Fergus finds Horatio... Is, is Cl- him and Claire's uh, son uh, from a would-be future? And he also finds allegedly, Claire. allegedly, it's yes,
2: not necessarily biological. Yes,
1: it is. He is not a biological yeah. child. He is a right. like test tube in the future <laughs> that he's from. Claire and Fergus worked together to make a being that has no meta potential in a world full of metas, and he ended up fashioning a suit for himself where he could absorb. Any meta's power that he was in proximity to and keep it permanently so he's got an entire world of powers pretty much um, and he's one of futures four generals uh, but Claire's been here since the league split in the original timeline and time rewrote Claire's history to have it make sense pretty much uh, so Fergus just thought that she was off kind of doing her own thing but Fergus and Claire try to find a way to leave Future's realm, and they're right on the verge of it when past comes and attacks Future, and Fergus again is slung out of the realm, but this time he's catapulted to the end of time where he finds a woman named June. They have a conversation, June sends him back to his world, his time, and says that he needs to find her before the war starts. Uh, and then Claire, while all this is happening, teams up with Horatio to find her way back to the Berg. And when Claire arrives, she find out, finds out she's working for a major pharmaceutical company named Lucid Pharmaceutical and is close to perfecting her formula that would unlock meta abilities. Uh, Fergus and Claire find each other again, they find June. June's being hunted by the Trump- Triumphant due to her ability to alter her own timeline. And then uh, Fergus and Claire recruit the Monster Squad, the new iteration of it, uh, to help protect June. Future sends a force to take out June while uh, Fergus and Claire are at her workplace that's been assaulted by Presence forces. Uh, the Claire's co-workers are attempting to release the formula on a global scale, just up in the out- atmosphere. Uh, they They stop that from happening. And... Then they rush. it was
2: like a, a weaponized aerosolized, like give everyone yeah, the pretty, meta yeah
3: formula pretty like nice. like
2: force them
3: inflict to superpowers be... on everybody mm-hmm.
2: yeah. And in a world where superpowers are very unpredictable and and in many cases quite a liability, uh, that would be disastrous. Grimy. They yeah. could be grimy, moist. They could be very moist.
1: Well, and that's one of the things that in our world. Certain powers are a rarity, like flight and super toughness and everything so a lot of the characters are kind of glass cannons like they can inflict so much damage, but they can't take it like that's kind
3: of a a theme yeah if 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 it's not yet clear one of the the what we think what what we hope is the distinguishing characteristic of stringersberg and the super people in it is that they're great, but they're not that great. One of one of the early, one of the early characters in the original version of the story was was called Kinetica, and she was the sort of typical superhero type, like ex cop. I think she wanted to be a earnest. cop, but she was excessive force because yeah. she couldn't control her powers. That's right, 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 right. She she wanted to be a cop, and she was super gung ho about the whole hero hero gig, but she could just all she could do was blast, and she always blasted too much, and. You know, all that all that property damage, which is not a big deal in the major franchise stuff, we focus on that. We think about, you know, okay, so you stopped the supervillain from robbing the bank, but you did 1.6 million dollars in damages in the process. Yeah, they don't want your help anymore. Get the fuck out of my bank. <laughs> you, you did more damage to the bank than the dude stole would have stolen. Yeah. the cat.
1: Right. 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 Right.
3: Yeah. But anyway, to finish so,
1: finish that out morgan and company end up showing up help claire and fergus fight this future force end up winning by the skin of their teeth claire try is trying to start her own company and fergus leaves town with june to uncover more of his origins and that's where we're at that's a super truncated version of that if you if you want to listen to the whole story You can go and check out all the episodes on our podcast, Tales from Stringersburg.
3: We're on everything. Heck yeah, you can. Heck yeah, we are. (laughs) I must say, Drew, I I, I think you did a a noble, elegant job of compressing your insane epic story into a digestible summary for human consumption. Yeah, well, I didn't
1: want to keep everybody
3: here for three hours, so... (laughs) So, if you're ready, I'll begin with where we're at now because I am in the ST chair for I'm the time. Fucking being. ready. I like it. So, so
0: stoked.
3: So, um, we'll we'll zoom in on Claire a bit to begin with because one of the th- other things that happened at the end of the arc is Claire had been working for. Lucid Pharmaceuticals, which was owned by Greg Greenwell of the TPP.
1: One thing, super quick. We are using the Prowlers and Paragon system, the Ultimate Edition by Evil Beagle. Amazing eloquent system that is narrative driven. Great guys. Streamlined. Yeah, we've talked Mm -hmm. to them. We've got to play with them. Great system. Superhero or not. Like they're doing, they're expanding their universe and everything, but. That's cool. Yeah. I'm I'm glad you you said that yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, we
2: do we, have a, do we have a website for them? I'm sure I'm sure yes there is.
1: we do. Uh, uh, exclamation point P and P
3: P ampersand P. Yep. Yes P ampersand, P ampersand. right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, we we used to run on Masterminds, which was a D20 system, and um, in fact, we only switched over to Prowlers and Paragons within the last few months. Drew made the, the, the connection with the evil beagle folks and we even uh did a uh, an interview uh with uh one of the co creators um both of whom are, are swell dudes and I just in case they, they catch this, Len Sean, I just want you to know that um when when Fergus was up against the wall and had to stop the rocket that would inflict superpowers on everyone, he called the mechanic and strix. Just those are his the character that, yeah, that yeah. played so um little, little shout out for you guys there so um one thing you'll notice rules wise is that with a certain dice result the storyteller and the character the, the player will share a bit of narrative control it's uh if if it's one extreme then one person has total control of it but if it's in the middle then the other party gets to embellish a bit so like if drew's character tried something and failed but only by a little bit i would say well here's what's what happens and then he would get to weigh in and make some minor alteration to sort of nudge it his way a bit and that's the core mechanic when we get into fights it'll be a little crunchier but generally speaking the dice rolls tell us how much narrative control do each of you have and then we just narrate it yeah so um some of the things that have already happened Claire was working for Greg Greenwell who owned Lucid Pharmaceuticals but at the end of that arc Greenwell essentially blackballed her saying, you know, because you interfered with the project that I hired you to to work on your name is mud in this town, you're fired, your honorary degree is revoked, you know, I'm going to drag your name through the mud with everybody. So Mercury, why don't you give us a a little bit of what's been going on with Claire lately? Let's let's just assume that there's a a period of time of, you know, a couple of months after the end of of the last arc. What's what's Claire been up to?
2: Well, after the the end of what do we say, Volume Three? At the end of Volume Three, Claire was, uh, uh like you said, blackballed and really stuck because she her primary focus especially as she's gotten older really keeps coming back to her formula because she's had so much promising results with it if it works it's the it is the secret to unlocking how metas are made unmade like what what's that knowledge like she's pers- like sh- and and her goal with that she's a very uh, information should be, should be free kind of person so uh it it would obviously have countless uh possibilities uh, good and bad throughout the world, but she's trying to focus more on the good in terms of how it could be, you know, the the benefits you could have for medicine and things like that. So um, that is a realization she came to. Anyone who's familiar with more of her past you knows she has more of a colorful, criminal-adjacent past, and she's been trying to get it back together and to get back out of that um, where she spent most of her life. And so uh, she she originally was doing that by being a superhero to use her powers for good and see if she could stop enough bank robby, robberies to clear her conscience. But what she's been uh, uh, with the time she spent with the um, I forget I forget the name the past past present and future mm-hmm. the, triumvirate yeah the, the triumvirate was it tenses or something like yeah, that. yeah you,
1: you were in futures realm and uh,
2: that's right. So while she was in Future's Realm, she had a lot of time to uh, reflect and grow up and mature. And all she really wanted when she got back was to get to work on her formula. So when she comes back and finds herself as a lab technician with tremendous breakthrough, with tremendous amount of resources at her disposal, she'll be redoubling her efforts now. So... (laughs) she'll be redoubling but then then
3: to lose all of that backing and and the the, the the corporate corporate. but then to lose all of that backing and and the the corporate support she won't be
2: able to work in a competing industry an existing one so she'll have to create it herself so with uh, help from Fergus she's put together a you know a small to medium sized science lab that she is doing Probably has some menial work to make sure it has a revenue stream, like uh, lab processing stuff, like DNA tests and that sort of thing, and blood work. And but her goal is to position it as a, eventually, as like a medical, like a, a medical research and development company. So that's that's her. That's going to be her her focus. Is she's to been, get.
3: She's been sourcing the equipment, doing the LLC paperwork. Doing exactly. doing the drug tests.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, setting up something so she has some sort of um, uh, revenue stream. Okay, to help offset the massive costs that this is going to be. This she's not. She knows she's not going to be in the black, but right. It's going to be. She's going to work on it. So, um, otherwise, I think she's kind of going to be keeping to herself and trying to. Uh, one of the big arcs from the past volume, from Volume Three, was that. Claire had been taken out of time. And when she returned, and when some people get taken out of time and they come back, everybody missed them like they were gone. But Claire didn't leave. So when Claire returns, she just merges with her current self in the timeline. So people remember her being around. And that's terrifying. So she's also going to be trying to figure out what happened,
3: reconstruct her
2: life. Reconstruct her life. And uh, when she tried to recall it, it was just too overwhelming and she blacked out during a meeting and like a board meeting and oh yeah um, yeah so she will she will have been trying to nibble away at that to see to remember what other people because she the way that information comes to her is through her memory about the
3: other uh
2: timeline that she was yeah. not a part of so she will remember it but she doesn't yet
3: i like to think that because she has to consume so many calories that, that, that in a way, sense memories of food would be really useful to her, like a like a particular meal, like something she wouldn't normally eat if she's like, oh, I'm having Ethiopian food. Oh, fuck, there was that time that I had Ethiopian food, when mm-hmm. dot, 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 dot. I love that sponge bread, man. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, like I think a lot yeah. of Claire's memories would be tied
2: to
1: food in some way, and she's always like,
3: oh, no, 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 no.
2: Oh yeah. Well, she's gotta be. And, uh, oh, the other thing. Um, so the two, the, the two people she worked with at, um, I just have a total like memory drop of names tonight, apparently Lucid. lucid that she worked at, worked with at lucid, um, were, uh, uh, had access to either her full formula or at least parts of it, or at least enough to be concerning. And even if Claire's not specifically concerned or angry at them, she knows Greenwell will be. So, right. so she's there are, definitely going to be.
3: There are competing versions of her formula out there that were essentially right. stolen from her.
2: Yes. And not by people she views as malicious, but that people that she knows are probably in hiding. So I don't I mean, I'm sure it's going to be a long term thing. Right. But she's interested in trying to find find them, find out more about who they are try to remember details about them that they would have told her while right. she, while the alternate timeline her was there the, the part that the parts she doesn't remember so
3: i think we left it where she knew that re one of the other scientists mm-hmm. and nine their metahuman test subject had gone off together and re and nine were somewhere with part of the formula working on mm-hmm. it together and then the other scientific partner in the enterprise arturo also a, a a metahuman in a very specific way arturo had sort of cashed out he had like left the project and and returned home to south africa but wasn't necessarily working on it himself was just interested in monetizing what he knew is that accurate drew is that pretty much where you left it yeah that's that's pretty much spot
1: on okay right. like re, now, re and nine are true believers in in the research like what they were doing like giving everybody right. powers like claire
0: yeah, yeah. But you know, not not
3: true believers in working on it with her. <laughs> so it's gonna, okay. you know, Mercury put her wanna... in.
2: Uh... Oh, right, my bad, sorry. Um, sorry, I was I was trying to I was trying to be on the slide to pull up a soundtrack by Twitch, but we'll mess with that some other time.
3: I was like, learning. it'd be nice to have a little light music. So the learning times, I can just sing. Right. I can sing occasionally. It is soothing. Just sing your narration. <laughs> 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 just, just sing for three hours straight, Josh. No problem. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. full volume, so, on right. key, same yeah. song over no and respect. over. Completely now untrained. Go. What about Morgan? What has what has the the one time Cerulean Sentinel been doing for the last couple of months? I, I I remember you said he started to train people in the sink in martial arts, but does he have like a like a dojo? Has he formalized this eclectic blend of styles and techniques that he knows? Kinda um I'll give
1: like the the very short version of, of Morgan to everybody is he's always been dirt poor whenever he worked three jobs and saved up enough money to take a martial arts class or anything like that. Something would happen with his family, him and his dad, or whatever, and he would have to take all that money and put it towards them just to survive.
3: But he'd he have to just, go bail Richie out of jail.
1: Yeah. Or,
4: but or, he was,
1: uh, you know, uh, just a natural at fighting, a martial artist, and everything. So he would pick up this stuff just crazy fast. And which was good because he conflicted a lot with the people in his neighborhood because he wouldn't do shady shit he was way too moral um but anyway he since the losing the suit and everything which his best friend bianca now has uh he's been on a rough road he's he started this martial arts school to help kind of everybody in the sink to get it yeah it's it's this merging of styles that he's learned uh it's just in their headquarters which is a a shitty warehouse that has a couple of rooms that are kind of cordoned off with some you know scrap bits and everything and um yeah so he holds classes like once twice a day goes out on patrol uh he's got a somewhat advanced suit of body armor like it's probably some type of titanium mix that this guy named Red Empowered Scout who was trying to start a what we would know as Power Rangers uh, tried to recruit Morgan into his
3: group and Morgan was like Uh, uh, no uh, Flower Dangers for copyright purposes (laughs) Flower Dangers, yes Um, (laughs) that's a name of a group of people but
1: since the TPP Morgan has no trust of magic He's been trying like meta-growth hormones, all these different drugs, Dr. Radon, all these different things that are supposed to give you powers, and nothing's worked. He's talked to his friend Roland, tried to get a hold of magical artifacts, and just nothing happens. So he's got this taste of what it is like to be a hero, or to have powers, and he's still trying, although he's just a dude who's good at
3: fighting. Um you know and there's 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 something special about morgan but it's very difficult to define
0: yeah and he he
1: certainly can't define it right and he just thinks he's a normal dude from his perspective and he was probably a handsome dude once before his face got turned into hamburger meat from too many fights um you know, he's got cauliflower ear and his nose has been broken all kinds of times. and
2: That hardcore MMA face, right? Yeah,
1: and he's built kind of like a middleweight dude. Uh, kind of like mm-hmm. what you would think of a um, uh, George St. Pierre kind of fighter for a physical reference. And right now, he's he's a fucking disaster. At night, when he thinks nobody's around, he's drinking and... Kind of wallowing in self pity, to a certain extent, but he covers it up really well. So, yay,
0: yay, Stringersburg, happy <laughs> heroes, best. Okay, so one thing that would happen, where each of you could hear, on a
3: television screen somewhere, Claire's lab probably has one room where there's a you know monitor up in the corner just in case a person wants to know what's going on in the outside world. For Morgan she I would. imagine Okay. For for Morgan I imagine it's more like he's out patrolling, stumbling home, and he he passes a place with a screen where he can see the, the morning news. And Yet again, the media has got it wrong. Bless them, Stringersburg's local television station, WAVN. America's Venice, AVN. WAVN, it's very clever. Very clever. Stringersburg's own television news station, known throughout the city for the ridiculously good looking people who host its news and weather programs. WAVN is again talking about the incident. The occasion is um, that now something has gone through the state legislature in in connection with it. But um, one of the absurdly good looking people, maybe um, Dapper Charles or uh, Johnny Jack, who left the radio station to come work on television, gives a story that goes a little bit like
0: this. Citizens of the Berg
3: may remember the time travel incident from two months ago when a band of renegades from the future came to Stringersburg and caused a citywide disruption. Finally, the state legislature has taken action in the absence of federal law dictating how research money can and can't be spent on time travel projects. The, The state of Illinois has officially banned time travel research. It cuts to some state senator in the state capitol building and wherever. And occasionally throughout the story, there's some super obvious to you two, some obvious stock footage that's meant to to represent the incident. You know, there's no image of the giant steampunk spider mech thing that was stomping around destroying buildings. There's no image of like a weird red guy conjuring shapes out of nowhere fucking people up nowhere. Nowhere near it. And they've glossed it all over as like rogue time travelers. And now, you know, to say they're doing something, the state government has passed a law that says nobody can nobody can get state money to study time travel. La de fucking da. So that's going on on the television in the background. Meanwhile, you know, as as Claire turns away from the broadcast, whatever her reaction to that might be, Mercury, I'm prompting you.
2: Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. One of our one of our viewers posted some uh, emotes, and Nightbot was Nightbot stopped him, so I was just apologizing. Oh, okay. Um, so we'll we'll get that fixed
0: soon. Yeah. So,
3: um, how, would please please um, how, how would she react? Please read me back in. How would she react to this story? That's like glossing over what was like a traumatic battle for her, where she got she got knocked around. She had to like kill uh, people from outer space or the future or whatever. And you know, here they are turning it into this like you know four minute bit on the morning news. What's her? How would she react?
2: I mean, she's she's uh, jaded and she knows how the world works, and so. Um, I think she feels, I think, I think she feels unsurprised, but I also think she feels a little twinge of remorse that the work that she did isn't getting shown off. So like, just just a little like, oh, I could have been on there. Like they could have seen, (laughs) you know, a little bit of a little bit of glory.
3: There's there's little enough of that so far. She's working on a batch of uh, DNA test results to determine the parentage of lonely people all across the nation that have had their samples sent to Stringersburg because it's cheap. She's in the midst of working on this super boring task, which she can probably do pretty quickly, Every bit of it that can be done super fast, she does super fast, moving several times the speed of a normal human. Somewhere in there, her bracer gives her a message. Long time ago, I decided that uh, smartphones are, are not cool and not fashionable. And wouldn't it be cooler if you wore one on your arm and it had like a little keypad on it and you could buy special shirts that cut off at the elbow to... I mean get We're with out, it. are missing out, man. Yeah, get the technology's there. Yeah.
2: The technology's there. I mean, how great how great would that be?
3: And you know, a lot more and, space. It could
2: be sixteen nine formats. You could totally. watch widescreen stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You could rotate and, and have like your have like a camera here, you know? And take selfies with it. You could take photos of other people.
3: Uh huh. And great. and in the event of a confrontation, you could block maybe one deadly attack and then lose your super expensive piece of gear i'm just saying whatever tech startup company that gets in on this i just want two three percent you know for coming up with yeah. it that's all i want that's all yeah. i'm saying
2: yeah
3: anyway See, claire's,
2: it's only fair it's only fair
3: give me money for this super bad idea that obviously is bogus <laughs> and not work so claire's claire's smart bracer dings and it dings in a specific way i imagine she set up pretty strong security and filtering protocols for all of her, you know, messaging. She knows how uh, to do all that, email show. and yeah. and all of that. So the particular ding that that she gets here is one that says, you know, a person using a secured method of communication has tried to reach one of your secured accounts, which means they know something about you enough to not just, you know, be like, you know, drclairerobins.com or or whatever. Right. Right.
0: Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. the
3: The first thing that she notices is the address, which at first looks like word salad, but then she's quickly like, "Oh, it's an anagram of Ashcroft." Okay. And then she's like, "Who do I know that's? A- oh, right, Val Ashcroft, former supervillain known for her super strength." member of the technological progress party someone who is supposedly participating in the greenwell blacklist of of her like why is val ashcroft contacting you and she's written a they, they very, that last
2: part, part again about about the blacklist she is being blacklisted by or she is one of greenwell's enforcers of the blacklist
3: she is somebody who's a high-level associate of Greenwells and thus shouldn't be talking to you. She, okay, there we go. She is it's, a former
1: villain that has become urban developer. She's gentrifying okay, right, parts, yeah. of
2: this, uh, parts of the burg. And you could have said think? urban developer.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and in that capacity, she has alliances in the TPP and, and, and with Greenwell. She's not necessarily a technocrat herself. But they got good money, and they want what she wants, so she works with them. In theory, somebody and, – and, and you know, her name is on new properties all over the city. Um, you know, she doesn't shy away from publicity. So, you know, in theory, she shouldn't be talking to you, but she is. And the gist of the message, which is very terse, is basically, you know, things have
0: cooled off a bit. I know the value of your work. I want to invest. Let's meet. And she suggests a time and place. Yes. <laughs> okay. Not so only not only
2: cuz she's not only cuz she's considering it but also because this at least interesting. This is at least intrigue. She is a very curious
3: person. So she's going, yeah, yeah let's, let's see what he has to say. She has to say. So Claire responds just yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's a simple just simply yes. Okay. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, photon mail or whatever it is takes a little longer than uh regular commercial email addresses to process things. There's a bit of encryption on each end, but um there you go. The the response, her response is as quick uh, you know, this is all Good. happening very she she was waiting for this. She's got an alert right. or something on her end. And um the place that she suggests is uh a cafe that's um on it's right on the other side of one of the bridges to the sink. It's like right on the on the non-sink side. Um you quickly, just sort of out of instinct, search it on uh Fugal or Kugel or (laughs) Fugel. It's canonically Fugel. That's right, it is. I just wanted to suggest other hilarious Mm. sounding faux uh names for that. The uh this this particular uh place, um first of all, its website comes up and tells you that it's a it's a, you know, um high modern gastro in the style of and it names famous restaurants from bigger cities than Stringersburg. Then there's, under that the like encyclopedia page or, or, or like old newspaper ad that's like former blah 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 cafe now this. And how deep is she going to dive into this? Because I assume there's at least a surface level scan that she would do, but yeah, going to dig any deeper into it. Is there any history here? Like, is there, there, there any is- like
2: news? are there like news events that have happened?
3: Let's let the dice tell us.
2: Cross-reference that with a news search, (laughs) news.fugle.com. And for people that
1: aren't familiar with the system, the dice rolling is super simple. You take your stat, whatever it is, roll it, evens are successes, odds are nothing. Are not successes. And sixes are two. Sixes, oh right, they don't explode, they count twice. You can spin resolve to have them explode, yeah.
3: Oh yeah, that's right, 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 thank you so let's call this a let's say it's an investigation role let's see what all claire Hello. turns
0: out there all right. all right so
3: for
2: her investigation sorry i'm just juggling the stream here and three all right well that's lovely
3: well you're you're up against average difficulty which means you only need one success Oh, not
0: four. Okay, all right. So, uh,
2: um, on on subsequent streams, we'll make sure that the dice roller is visible to you all.
3: Yeah, we have a lovely um, mechanical entity that keeps track of our dice rolling for us. I'll hail the it's dice true. bot. Serve me, machine. Uh, anyway, so with four, Claire doesn't. Claire barely needs to see, like four results down the headline to remember, oh, that place. There was a notorious incident of political violence there during the last election cycle, which sparked the whole Sink 7 thing and all of this stuff. It's also, she knows, located by this business incubator, which is heavily TPP funded and, and influenced. People who are Stringersburg historians were livid about that cafe being torn down. There was some, you know, ad hoc c- committee to preserve the blah, blah, blah cafe. You know, like, this is where it all kicked off. You can't turn it into a modern right. pub. And the owner was like, I'm fucking done. I'm leaving this town. Fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have one superhuman riot in your cafe, and then everybody gets mad <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Take your... You know, fifteen hundred dollars in in crowdfunding for historical preservation and shove it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what this that's what this place was. Now it's a high modern gastropub. It's called um, it's called Whiff. Of
0: course, they it do is. some so it's of that. expensive. So it's expensive.
3: Yes, they, they do some of that molecular gastronomy crap where they turn oh, solid yeah. food into gas so you can mm-hmm. only experience it for like 10 seconds. And then you yeah. have to pay, pay for actual food so you don't starve. Yeah, it's like that.
2: Oh, oh so it's, it's like super fancy. So it's got yeah.
3: like the five the five dollar symbols, not four. Gastropub is probably the wrong term, but they are using it, not me. I'm just describing to you what this place is. I didn't invent
2: You're it. Wrong. They're, the storyteller not place. wrong. It's, the, it's a yeah. real
3: place. It's not a real place in a fictional.
2: It's a role place. playing game. Okay. All right.
3: <laughs> so, yeah, she wants to meet you there. She's like she's like dinner, blah blah, blah. dinner at with 8:30. Right? Which, you know, for Claire is like, "Oh, that's second dinner." Or <laughs> 17th. Um, yes. Um, she says, speaking great, which, see you then. Speaking of which, what is she eating in the lab? Is it all power um, bar type stuff? Is it all?
2: I think I think she would probably uh, switch it up because I think she would... The, the easiest way to eat a lot of calories um, is junk food. And uh, that being said, it's not... Even if you are able to burn off all the calories, which she does, it's not necessarily good for you. <laughs> it's not good for you in other regards. like yeah she has superhuman healing yeah she has a superhuman metabolism still too many saturated fats we i don't know Or oh, wait what's yeah. the bad one trans fats yeah, yeah too he's, many trans fats like even if you burn off the like. calories right <laughs> right so <laughs> so uh i imagine that she uh is saving money on her uh on her budget and so it's probably a lot of um beans rice um Ramen noodles, cream.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, that's all carbs. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she but, she burns through that super fast. So.
3: But like, but like, but like beans, like right out of the can. No, no beans and rice,
2: like a you gotcha. know, like a mixed up sure. dish, and right, right. Uh, there's
3: like a hot and, plate and over there. And junk food,
2: yeah. And so it'd be okay. like junk food and some like sort of poverty mm-hmm. staples. Gotcha. You know, canned yeah. food occasionally. So like pork and beans, or right. like that's soup. Got- you know what's super high calorie. That's bizarrely high calorie uh, armor chili. You ever had armor chili. It's great. It's in a can. It looks horrifying when it comes out. You cook it up. It's exquisite. It, it is like a thousand calories for like a soup can worth. It is. Nice. I bought it a couple of times back in college, not realizing it. And I'd been eating. I was all my, my third time of buying it. Cause I was like 20 years old. And I looked at the can. I was like, Oh no, <laughs> it was like, it was like, Three hundred calories per serving. Holy Four point five servings per can. Oh, I was Jesus like,
0: oh, 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 oh. oh yeah,
3: no! So, 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 yeah. you know, I mean, if anyone wants a super weird backhanded endorsement, obviously, Armour Chili. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I'm trying to get that chili money.
2: That's right. Exclamation okay. <laughs> right, for right. Armour Chili for our refer- referral link. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's Your support heinous. buying horrific canned food will, <laughs> yeah. helps us keep the podcast let's keep yeah.
3: the stream alive. So, yeah. and the countdown for dear sirs, please cease and desist begins. Anyway, so she's eating all of that stuff. She's got like a twenty pound bag of rice over there. Yeah. in the supply closet. She's
2: not eating it dry. For the record, she'd have like a like a um, like a rice cooker or something. No.
3: Yeah. So, um, for the rest of the day. Is this gonna shake her out of her routine at all, or is she sticking with this tedious? Work? No, she's gonna she's gonna she's gonna
2: swap it out because uh, she's gonna want to look wants to look the part, and so mm-hmm. she's gonna have like her professional but like good looking. She's probably been just like working her face off, and so even though it's kind of a sus deal, she still wants to. she's still like a time to go out and go to a restaurant, so at a super swank restaurant and Claire knows how to dress for such an occasion. And she will plan on doing as best she can. I know her funds are pretty limited, so it's not going to be quite the Kate Spade, like, like chic that she did have before, but you know, something, something uh, appreciable in quality.
3: You know, she, I, I imagine she doesn't like to use it very often, but there is a certain credit card she has that a friend of hers gave her before he left town. He made the mistake of telling her where he got it from. And that's probably why she doesn't like to use it. Right. But Fergus did set her up with like kind of a slush fund. Cause he's like, I only have money in the background for when I need it. I don't like having it or using it. I just don't like not having it. And now you have it because you need money and I'm just road tripping to find my, Horrible psychic experiment, fellow victims, and you know I just need gas and food for that. Adjacent so. cousins. Even, oh
2: yeah, I mean, he just needs a ride, and he can just ask for that very nicely. Fergus's <laughs> <laughs> primary superpower is mind control, so. Going, and yet he wasn't a villain. Yet he wasn't you're a villain. Going, he just was going awkward. to
3: drive me to Nevada. Yeah. Or Step where, on it. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: so she yeah, no, any, she she'll,
2: she'll use um I don't know like how much did how much was she able to keep from her apartment like I know the apartment she probably wasn't allowed back into, but I know she had the house where she had a wardrobe remember you didn't have uh-huh, the house when uh-huh. the timeline shifted. That? Oh. that is right that is right that Boy, was they're shifting timelines. that yeah. was
3: a couple timelines ago mm-hmm.
2: d- d- yeah, some, okay. somewhere,
3: somewhere in drew's house is one of those movie moment diagrams of all of the timelines with like the, <laughs> the whole Biv spectrum of <laughs> fucking pins and thread and stuff it's like the entire basement his wife was like what are you doing <laughs> all up in here uh. Oh, I get okay. like it. All
0: right.
3: That just means that you've pinned things to your own head before.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's that's not weird. That's a very normal thing for him to do, so, right?
3: So she didn't have a house full of clothing to raid oh, it, before it was seized by the bank.
2: Would have been it would have been the apartment, which would you know she didn't leave on great terms with them. So it's not like she'd be able to um like be like, hey,
3: can I get my clothes? <laughs> I think. I think probably what what happened was, one of Greenwell's flunkies, packed up her like like a minimum of her stuff, like just enough to hint at all of the stuff they didn't leave her. She'd be like, "Here are your things. Here's like one of each of your things, including a a suit that's of high enough quality to to fool rubes who have no fashion sense, but is yeah. a dead giveaway to to high rollers. It's like some." middle brow fashion line Perfect. that somebody like Val Ashcroft wouldn't be caught dead in. Oh. She's got one nice outfit like that. Nice. Okay. Well, um
2: if it's a if it's a poser piece then um she'll get she'll get something. Yeah. She will she will go okay. out a little earlier to get something nice. Okay. She's been, you know,
3: looking for an opportunity to do so. Okay. So she's out shopping juggling that with work having all sorts of thoughts oh so many thoughts
2: and and like uh, and like she's she's frustrated with herself that she feels a little bit excited Mm. because she's a little like well that's you know
3: that could be cool be very cool could be a total game changer right could be could be a a trap in a mechanical sense it could change the traits on your character sheet, <laughs> oh oh, Wait, this outfit is going to ch- hold on, no, hold on, no. I'm just kidding okay, so while Claire is out trying to wrap her mind around this new possibility and and present herself right for it, Morgan has stumbled back to his training space
0: and prepared, I suppose.
3: For the morning class. What's what's the roster like. For the first class. Of the morning.
1: I think it's mostly. Depending on what time of year it is. It's mostly like kids. Um, high top. That, that teleporting meta. Is like adamant. He's at every single class. Uh, you know just a handful of adults. A lot of people that. Got hit with the. Uh, mutant explosion a couple months ago and everything are like trying to test out their powers and everything. You know, some of them are, could legitimately be heroes or, you know, make a living at the, uh,
3: mutant sports league, meta sports league. Mm. -hmm. Right. But some of them, like their power that they got was gills Mm -hmm. and they have to figure out how to, how to deal with that. Yeah. Okay, so um, what time is the first class of the morning at? And, and and in terms of the season, I think it's autumn now Okay, in the Berg. Does that sound right? Is there any problem with that? No, nope. it sounds right. Okay, it's, it's autumn then. I think the but, first but class you know, would probably be around nine-ish. Okay, right, right, right. Not one of your try-hard dojos, not, you know flyering and 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 billboarding the city just like fucking nine o'clock you I know
1: i think he started that and like a bunch of people in the neighborhood I... were like morgue really 6 <laughs> 30
2: <630? laughs> <laughs> oh that's what i say when i see those fitness classes i'm like yeah you know i do i do want to take a uh a, a fitness boot camp at five forty five in the morning, I do not. Yeah.
3: <laughs> if I was the kind of person who could get somewhere at five forty five, I wouldn't need your clothes. Yeah. So exactly. Really.
2: Exactly.
3: Uh but also one
1: small thing about Morgan is everybody in the sink who's a local refers to him as Morgan, but it's like you don't people refer to him as different names outside of the sink, but it's like
3: because he's been he's been trying different hero names. Yeah, he's a well times. he's a well-known secret. Right. People from his neighborhood know who he is.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Right. OK, so um, the usual crowd that you've come to expect for this 10. Wait, nine, yeah. nine o'clock. OK, the usual nine o'clock crowd is there. Um There are, you know, a few little kids and he's got, you know, like a like a senpai for them to sort of lead that that side of things, you know, because he doesn't want to stand around for an hour and a half just being like, plant your feet, plant your feet. Then there's some, you know, late teens, early 20s kind of people, some of whom are serious, some of whom are not. And then there's a couple of, you know, grown ass men and, and women who are there because they got robbed once or, you know their spouse is a a bastard of some kind. Yeah, and he's
1: definitely tried to, like, make sure at least everybody in the sink has had one class of, like, self-defense kind of deal. Mm -hmm. Like, even if he has to go to, like, old Miss Robinson's apartment and, you know, teach her in-step,
3: elbow nose kind of deal. Right, 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 right. Close your fist, Matilda. Close your fist. I know you saw Karate Kid. You can't do Knife Hand. You can't do Knife Hand. Doesn't work. Not yeah.
2: like that. Like this. Don't even do
3: that. <laughs> yeah. Someday, we'll be so lucky as to have a fan base for this show that someone would immediately be like, "Um, your GM should know that that's Spear Hand that he's doing. Ah. Uh. <laughs> I'm ideally like, ideally, it's our, ideally our community yeah. is going
2: to be make it's going to have like recurring memes and be like hey remember when nah. like that's that's more of your wholesome you don't want actually guys you want no you're right you're you right. want wholesome memes that are kind of dunking on us but also like
3: in a fun way yeah hey i spent many years as as actually guy so actually i would say it's more like several
0: decades i'm just kidding <laughs> i'm just kidding
3: Oh, shit. Somebody on 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 Reddit, I think, made actually a seventh level spell in Dungeons and Dragons. Very nice. And I know because my friend my friend Nick sent me a screenshot of it. But enough about that. Yep.
2: man, so, getting that link to you is that uh, is a
3: nine o'clock class.
2: Not a
0: not a good link. Nine o'clock oh class. right, nine, nine o'clock, o'clock nine class. class. Yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> There's a couple of other people who either are, are new or just haven't made an impression yet. Um, there are uh, a couple of, of well, actually, let's see who he does and doesn't recognize. Let's call this, uh, let's just use a base stat. Let's use perception. Okay. Yeah, let's just have a perception roll. All right. And this is average. Actually, this is hard difficulty, so you need to beat two, meet right. or beat. Two successes on four dice. Okay, alright. So um, there are a couple of women who he he thinks he's seen the smaller one before. She's like barely five feet. Um, kind of that like thin muscle kind of build. Um, but, you know, probably in her late 30s from, from the look of her dead serious expression. Just, you know, watching everything watching everybody kind of hanging out with um a a taller uh more
0: build on the other woman no no,
3: no 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 that's not the word i was going for thank you though um i <laughs> please please continue to suggest words to me yeah it's just that's not the right one um the the build on this other woman is more like somebody who earthy
0: has sorry no I'll be
3: quiet. I'll be quiet. uh uh it's i don't know that much about sports so i'm having a hard <laughs> time I'm trying to think of a sport that a person would do that would justify just having like full body muscle as opposed to like the smaller woman who has basically just shredded much of the fat off of herself but isn't particularly big like this rugby. woman yeah. Wrestling, women's wrestling is the thing. Ro- roller derby. Okay. Roller derby. That, yeah. That's that's a He's, good implication. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, there we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um so the yeah, the the bigger woman looks a bit younger. Um and Morgan v- might vaguely recognize her. He definitely recognizes the smaller one. He's seen her here like once or twice before. And the third person that he recognizes is doing a very good job of trying to be incognito. He's another hero who happens to be from the sink originally, although you don't hear him talk about it too much. He calls himself Smash. He's here. He's in the back. He's kind of peacocking a bit, you know. What's up? You know? Uh, Of course he is. But he's also, he seems to be waiting for something.
0: He was he was real heavy with the strongman wasn't he?
3: He uh yeah, he was on the radio at at one point during Sentinel's Arc saying things that sounded like a declaration that he was hmm. for that party, yes.
1: All right, Morgan's just going to let it slide for right now and kind of uh, unless he gets out of line uh morgan's Mm -hmm. not gonna like who knows maybe maybe he's not a total dick anymore maybe he's learned his lesson maybe not maybe he has
3: yeah so i guess he'll just kind of start up classes okay is there and you know this is me in in my capacity as kind of similar to morgan done a little of this done a little of that is there any kind of like dojo kun kind of thing at the beginning where they declare their their values or like you know bow to some portrait of some dead guy or or anything like that
1: i think it's kind of adopted a little bit of his own personal code um mm-hmm. but it's nothing formal like he doesn't get everybody to do it he's just like you know before we start off don't be a dick uh you know if someone says stop you fucking stop or i'm going to fucking stop you um if you are a dick, I'm going to cold cock you in the back of the head and you'll wake up outside. He's just very like matter-of-fact. like He doesn't put up with dumb shit. He's had to deal with enough of it. Um, and he doesn't but, want it but he,
3: where he lives. So he just sort of gives a spiel at, at the beginning yeah. of class. There's no bowing or, or any of the t- traditional trappings. I, I
1: think he tried it, and he is so awkward at it himself like he hasn't had the most formal training he had was at the local boxing gym. Um, oh, okay. So it's a much more of that kind of atmosphere than a uh, mm-hmm. like a traditional mm-hmm. dojo. Right. More like Angry Frank than, you know, sensei Hakato or something. As, as much as he would want it to be that. It's just not where he's at in his life.
3: Okay. So uh, what sorts of activities typically happen at the nine o'clock class? Specifically, what's the lesson plan for today? Uh,
1: he does, you know, general physical exercise, you know, warm ups and everything. Mm-hmm. Warm up. And then, right. you know, he'll separate like the younger kids in the middle and everything like that and give them mm-hmm. their side sob. Yeah. And then it's, you know, he'll do a routine of punches, kicks, blocks, Things like that and basic then technique. yeah basic right. techniques and then he'll kind of pick people that he sees equal level and then he'll do like a light sparring session or heavy depending okay. on how experienced they are and he'll okay. jump in occasionally like he'll he'll fight with people and like you know mm-hmm. pop them somewhere and be like you keep leaving this spot open and then keep drilling mm-hmm. them until they pick up on it
3: okay so Warm-up goes pretty well. Um, Smash has sort of moved up from the back of the room. He's in a spot where he's definitely visible to young women and also young men who are who are in the room. He, uh, he sort of makes a show of it being easy, and he is in very good shape. He's wearing a tight T-shirt, and everyone can see all of the muscles that he has. Uh, during basic technique... Morgan wanted to, back in the day, get his hands
1: on Smash because of the shit he said, so somehow he's going to work it to where they end up fighting each other, and he... Oh, but... Bro,
3: be patient. (laughs) Believe me, this is happening. You didn't think I would first episode just... I I don't uh, know. No, no, come on, just... Right? If... Okay, so... I I was just going to add... I think that he would probably notice that these two women that he vaguely recognizes during basic technique, he can tell they're, they're real crisp and a little impatient. Just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Next.
0: Mm
3: Smash is almost like that, except there's, there's one kick. He has no idea how to do it. Okay. And you can see this look of consternation on his face, but when it comes sparring time, he, he all, but, hurls people out of the way to get to where morgan is and it's morgan's beeline for him too in a in a a way is what it sounds like yeah
1: he's like oh yeah 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 that's that's good okay next Uh uh-huh yep you got Uh, that
0: uh uh-huh they come they come to face off
3: somehow in the center of of the space and smash gives him a look of like sly recognition and he's just like yeah man i get it now Mm -hmm.
0: so what's it like without the suit huh (sighs) (laughs) morgan just
1: doesn't even say anything just stares at him like he's fucking nothing
3: all right you know what it's like we're not traditional dudes but let's do the traditional shit right new guy comes challenges the master come on man let's do this loudly so everybody mm-hmm. gets to see so this is the first of many arbitrary martial arts fights to come i have simplified <laughs> stats for him we're just going to do roll offs of martial arts rating against martial arts rating okay and see what happens this isn't going to be full combat we're just sort of seeing display right. of skill wise right. what happens well so, it's sparring um, yeah. right Oh, yeah. And when he's like,
1: oh, new guy comes in and challenges the master, Morgan's oh. just like, I've lost more than I've won, bud.
0: So Morgan got six successes on nine dice. And he got eight on
3: eight. Okay, so uh, his his first move is to take this to what he knows, which as a... As, As an MMA bro, is grounded pound. He shoots for your leg and gets you in a top mount. Okay. And he's like, he's like, come on, dude, too easy. And he starts swinging for real. All right. So let's go again.
0: All right. I got
3: nine on nine man these are high rolls he yeah. got seven off eight okay so morgan morgan takes control of the exchange what happens
1: all right when he comes since he's in full mount when he comes down with a swing i'm gonna grab his arm and throw a triangle around him
4: mm-hmm
0: yeah he's like okay yeah right right good one yeah and one more Ugh. I think I'm gonna spend a point <laughs> of resolve on four
3: successes.
1: <laughs> Yikes. And reroll. Yeah. You haven't even
3: seen what he got yet. Yeah,
1: huh? Well we'll we'll <laughs> see what he got, but Oh he got four successes. No, that's that's narratively that appropriate.
3: A... Okay, alright. So uh from a tri so, you know, I've reached the limit of my jujitsu knowledge at this point. I know what triangle is, sort of but my ability to imagine the next move is probably less than yours. So why don't you tell me what, what Morgan would try to do there? Like, is that just a submission position where you, yeah, just you pretty out, much have the out? arm
1: thrown up around, across their face. And
3: then you've got your
1: legs wrapped around them. It's a the simplified explanation mm-hmm. of it. Um, so he could just like maybe stand up and Morgan just kind of lets him. And mm-hmm. then we'll say Morgan just does a, I don't know. We'll be fancy. We'll say
3: he does a kip up and they're back to square one. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. Yeah. At at this point, you know, a circle's cleared around them. There's people in the back cheering him on, mostly Morgan, you know. Um, out of the corner of his eye, he can see those two women he recognizes. They're standing next to each other and one of them is just shaking her head. It's like, give me a fucking break. <laughs> Testosterone! Yeah. Smash is like, he's like, come on, what else you got? I'll give you a free one. He just stands there. Oh, I'm definitely two successes.
0: Come on, Dicepot. i glad I have lots of resolve. Go ahead and let you roll. Oh, okay. Uh, seven on eight.
3: 8 on 9. Uh, okay, all right. All right. So he he stands there like he's not going to do anything. And then as soon as he sees Morgan moving, he actually does do something. Yeah. But he uh he, you know, he kind of throws up this hand like something's going to happen here and tries to come over top with a big Okay, he... something that has a something that has a cooler name than haymaker but it's just a haymaker. Superman punch. Yeah, the, there you the go. The one that over the
1: top that jumps a little bit. Morgan just kinda sees it, cause it's super telegraphed, and just kinda like, bats his hand down, and then just like, pops him, like, with a simple jab,
0: like, right in the face, since he's overextended. Man, I like this shirt. He's like, I'm not cleaning up this blood. Losers like, on cleanup.
3: Fuck that. And okay, so they 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 go at it some more. Let's let's accelerate it a bit. All right. What's Morgan's goal in this exchange? He doesn't want to be trying to humiliate this guy, or
1: only if this like... guy is still like persistent, like oh, I'm a big bad shit. Morgan's just gonna he's not gonna show off. He's just gonna wait for the moment. Like he'll take some hits. And he's just waiting Mm -hmm. for an opening, and he's just looking for
0: a one-punch knockout. Like, just, okay, you know. Okay, well, um, let's do one more opposed roll, and let's see if you get it. Okay. Wait, we went at the same
1: time. That was confusing. I think mine's going to be at the top, since it looks like I technically rolled
3: first. You want to just reroll? Uh yeah, no, no. No. I'm 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 happy with those. Okay. I got I'm, 6 I'm on happy 9 with... and you got 4 on 8. Right. So control of of the rest of this fight is yours.
1: Okay. I th- I think Morgan frustrates smash to the point where he's just wailing on him, just like full on, you know, no defense mm-hmm. anymore. And Morgan's just taking it. Like he takes a couple hits. He's got a bloody lip and everything. And he just waits and you know, smashes cock back like this. And Morgan just mm-hmm. uppercuts him like right on the jaw and he's lights out.
2: hmm And on that climactic note, I want to give a shout out to Tudor who donated five dollars to the stream. Our first donation. Oh we do not we have giving us money. Yeah. We uh Sorry,
1: I thought I had the uh, notifications turned on for that
2: one. Yeah, not yet. Not yet. So, thank you, thank you for speaking up, tutor. Anyone else who uh, uh, uh should be getting an alert and doesn't? I know who that is. He's got it to give. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's like that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Only five dollars. I'm just kidding. I'm just
3: kidding. He's so it with me later for that.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah. So oh, yeah, uh, we'll uh, uh, next session we'll have alerts on. Um, we'll work on uh, background music because I got to make sure the audio levels are good. Um, we have uh, Morgan's character sheet that can be displayed on screen whenever uh, the you guys want. Um, we'll also have my character sheet, which I don't have yet. Yeah. So
3: close. Very close. Close. It's very close. Little, I can write little, stuff out, but little. Little tweaks. Yep, little tweaks. So people who witness this will later say that Smash's feet left the ground from this uppercut. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. Hey, you know, everybody sees different things. But he is immediately unconscious. And um, there's there's a bit of... There's something praiseworthy to be said about him that even as he's losing consciousness, he tucks his chin just a little bit. When he hits the ground, his body just sort of knows how to fall, and he does not smack the back of his head on the like thin, padded concrete floor <laughs> where Morgan trains. People. Yeah, there, there is no sickening thud of his head hitting the ground. Hey, we put two weird, layers of cardboard boxes sound. down. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like all the finest breakdancers. dancers. Mm. <laughs> I'm just picturing the skids from Letterkenny. Anyway, oh
3: yeah. Um, after that, it's really difficult to get the class back under control. He has his sort of like senior students who have hung around and, and who kind of help him teach. Each of them kind of looks at him like, "What do we do?" Because the guy who's in charge of the little kids, he can't stop them all from going, "Yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> they come running up. One kid grabs his leg. You know, they're just all just like.
4: Ah!
3: Morgan just, like, pats the kid that's holding his leg
1: on the head, and he's like, that's what happens when you're a fucking dick.
3: (laughs) My mommy said she doesn't want you to talk that way around me anymore.
1: (laughs) Have you heard your mom talk?
3: (laughs) Garbage mouth. Jackass! (laughs) So, class kind of disintegrates after that, except the the two women that he recognizes kind of kind of linger a bit. The, the the shorter of them comes over. She's got real dark hair and kind of a bold nose. He's like Greek, maybe. I don't know. She comes up and uh, she's like. <clears throat> Want to thank you for uh, doing something that I've wanted to do for a long time. Oh, that was completely him- my pleasure. She gives a very traditional bow, like Morgan's like, kung fu, kung fu. Morgan tries to,
1: I don't know, he's got some kind of muscle memory thing. I think he pulls off a respectable, Mm -hmm. like he went to some classes Uh with with bowing and whatnot, so he he knows how to
3: at least fake it. Yeah, and there's a specific hand posture that he he remembers, because he's just like, why the fuck would you hold your hand like this? That doesn't make any sense. And she's like, do you, do you know Northern Lotus?
0: Uh, I mean, I took like three classes. Oh, he's
1: like, that's, uh, that's like this. And he does like a couple of, you know, hungar style
0: punches.
3: Yes. Wow. Okay.
0: <clears throat> Just so you know,
3: I'm not from the neighborhood, so I feel like I should pay probably more. and. I can afford it, so... Okay, yeah. Do I pay you, or is there an
0: office?
1: (laughs) No, uh, no office. Uh, You're looking at
0: the the manager, owner, uh, proprietor.
3: I was afraid you would say that. Here, and she pulls out of her purse a checkbook and writes Morgan a check.
1: Morgan Whoa, is very is Morgan is very distrusting. <laughs> it's not fucking cash, then, uh, or something to trade, or something like that. Like, right? Who right. the fuck is this person?
2: Uh, right? Google Play gift card. You know?
3: Right, right, right. Yeah. She's like, okay, do you have a thing I can swipe? She's like, cash. She's like, All right, fine. She digs money out and gives it to him. She's like, I'll get you the rest next week. I'll be back. Okay.
2: I mean. Sure, yeah, thanks. Morgan Morgan needs swipe. Or
1: stripe. He needs a cell phone to have that. (laughs) (laughs) True. He has a GoPhone that occasionally
3: uh, has money put on it. (laughs) She, um, before leaving, she waits for her friend to be distracted. And she's like, um, also,
0: I'm gonna want to, um, pay for her as well.
3: She's, She's a working mom. She's a graduate student. She's got a lot going on. I I know you two from somewhere, but I can't,
1: I can't, I can't place it.
3: We've been here before. That's where you know us from. And oh, That's okay. the only place you know us from. All right. She says determinedly. She's like, "That's the only place you know us from."
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Um... Uh huh.
3: Okay. Okay. Alright, great. And and please don't don't tell her that I'm gonna can you just tell her you have a scholarship or, or or something? I don't want her to think it's like a black white thing or something. Her friend is black.
1: Uh I mean fuck. Most of these kids can't pay shit, so if she can't
0: pay, no big deal. I'm not doing this for money. Oh. Okay. I mean if you can pay well, fuck yeah. I mean
1: shit i mean he looks around we fucking need it yeah that's
3: what i'm thinking we'll pay i'll i'll pay and just leave her out of it please all right okay thank you very much she leaves
1: morgan just shakes his head like some fucking
3: people just don't know when to stop
0: <laughs> take the when you should
3: funny you should say some people don't know when to stop because when the room has all but cleared out from the back, he hears.
0: And a familiar figure
3: walks into the middle. It's the face. The clothing just looks like regular guy, but there's a little too much curl to the mustache. Ah, oh, you motherfucker. Ah, 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 my old friend.
0: Just a moment. You got like Take three f- fucking
3: seconds before I dismantle your fucking teeth. I think we ought to formalize this arrangement. We could both benefit from it. Not here where no one can see. Good lord, what a waste. A showman of my talents. A person of yours. Oh, you can How still you do my shit th- after I broke
0: your fingers? That's good. They healed nicely. Why not be nemeses, Mr. Treadway? Why don't I fucking feed you to the fish? You would go that far, really? He doesn't have the morals.
3: you see this makes me want this arrangement even more the idea that i could inspire such i, I, I want to
1: pick something up and just wing it
0: at him to see if he's actually here <laughs> yeah that's a good idea um sure
3: um i'm i'm not going to leave this to chance although that would be interesting uh he catches it Oh,
1: you actually showed up, so I'm um, supposing that there's some fucking Gatlin guns or some kind of bullshit up in the walls that's gonna fucking kill me if I come
3: at you. Oh, please. Guns. <sighs> he, Whatever object you throw at him, he just throws it aside. He's like, let's be serious here. Isn't it all a show? Look at that get-up that you wore in our last encounter. If that's not theater, I don't know what is. Admit it. You love the spectacle. You just don't have the je ne sais quoi that I do to meet it on its own terms. You want it dressed up in all this pageantry of heroism. And that's why we make such a lovely pair. Come. Agree. Be my arch-nemesis. Hmm? What do you think?
0: You got fucking dick to offer me that I'm interested in. And you came I into the fucking sink, you came in to my neighborhood. I know it brings up bad memories, doesn't it? All I'm suggesting
3: is that we take this. Wonderful frisson of animosity between us, and make it something a little more worthwhile, something the public can enjoy. Yeah, this ain't gonna happen, because I I don't know what the fuck you're even talking
1: about.
0: A fizzle? A fuzzle?
3: A fuck off. you You hate my guts, obviously. I find you amusing. Let's play it out in the city. At large, it could be great for our careers. You could have students pouring in, endorsements, money, or simply the praise of morally upright people that you crave. Come on. It'll be fun. It's
0: it's not not what I'm looking for. Morgan says half unconvincingly. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. He grins. Waves his finger. He says, all right.
3: But, I am nothing if not a salesman, and I can tell when a deal is half-closed, so I will be back.
1: Morgan In the meantime, whistles for the fish, like he comes to his senses all of a sudden, and he, he does his whistle that he does for Paku
3: Paku, which is more, I think, psycholo- or, uh, psychic. Mental? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Does he actually make a noise, or does he, like, pucker his lips as if he's whistling? Is there any
1: tell? Um, Yeah, I think there's a tell, because Morgan's not that refined. So, yeah, he, like, puckers mm-hmm. his lips like he's whistling. Okay. All right. And does it with his
3: his brain. Just, mm-hmm. Disastro notices, and he's like, Hmm. All right. If you don't want to play one-on-one, I'll go. It says, But just... And as he's, he's saying this, he's backing away. He's like, just for a taste of what you're missing. And he goes like this, and stuff flies out of his sleeves, and there's big puffs of smoke, and then there are small explosions. There ends up being no real structural damage, but when all the dust and the, the embers clear, he's gone, and there's like scorch marks on the walls. There's like a weird pattern. You know, one of these, you know, little bombs blew up and left like his his logo on the ground, oh, something like that. Duke disaster, dickhead.
1: Morgan's mm-hmm. probably got a little bit of blood trickling out from his palms
0: where he's had his fist clenched so hard. hmm. Maybe it's. Maybe it's something like this. That's Two pretty D's. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like it. Hey, I don't know. Pachow! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, like it pachow. for off-the-cuff, yeah. Yeah.
3: So, the only other things that I have for today are... Real quick, for the fan base the, that doesn't know,
1: Paku Paku is a giant mutant psychic oh, goldfish yeah. that
3: has Morgan befriended. Nope. Right. One of one of Morgan's friends is a giant fish with yeah. mind powers. There's there's also like humans it. who are friends with him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, okay. So um, you know, it's it's like eleven o'clock maximum. The rest of Morgan's day is what? He probably goes and sees Roland and
1: talks to him about it. You know, Roland's got Mm -hmm. much more of an analytical mind than than he does. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I guess... so. Yeah, and then he just tries to, I don't know, go into his normal routine, but it's this, you know, in the back of his mind constantly. So he goes out on patrol and, you know, has his private Mm -hmm. training session
3: with Bianca and... uh, Okay. All that. All right. Roland is is aware that, that Disaster has sort of like a officially declared he's he's back on the
0: villain side now. He he pulled off some um
3: you know like a very classic and classy crime like a jewel heist or an art theft or something. He did, you know, a sort of um highfalutin caper like that as his declaration like I'm out of the sept. I'm a villain again. Mm. Um, and Roland also knows that he has a small following, but obviously not as big a one as he would like. And he is really gunning for publicity. Mm. He likes to show up and 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 uh, leave his mark, his calling card there on high profile places. In fact, now that now that Morgan's seeing it, he's like, "Oh, that means him. That just looks like I don't know." Like a circle fell apart. Mm hmm. Like, okay. That's his, that's his fucking, you know, it's been on like a big bridge. It was on City Hall at some point, you know. And so he's, he's that to, guy. This fucking he's that guy. guy. This right. fucking guy. <laughs> yeah. And that's not enough for him, obviously. Um, Roland even says, you know, some of the people I talk to that aren't really people like you and me, you know what I'm talking about? Mm hmm. They say he's made some overtures to some of them, like he's wanting to learn some new tricks. See, I had that weird hinky
1: feeling. I, I don't know, there was just something that told me not to square off against him, and I don't know. It seems like he wouldn't come at
0: me with the same shit again. Nah, 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 you're right about that. I mean, I don't really know the guy, but I know the type.
3: Person like that with uh, friends in low places, that could be real bad. Guy like that, it starts off, oh, it's just a trick. I'm just, and then down and down and down. Dr. Faustus shit. Right. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I remember you telling so, me about that.
3: Selling yeah. your soul and shit. And, yeah, yeah, that one. Not the Dr. Faustus from the 70s. I'm talking about the literature one. Uh, You're picking up what I'm laying down. Good. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, it's great. Uh,
3: As far as his patrol goes, you know, the Metasports League is a double-edged sword. Since it came to the sink, people have really gathered around it as a way especially since more and more people have become metahumans people have gathered around it as a way to like build community as opposed to being like oh no i'm a freak now Mm -hmm. it's like well yeah but i'm a freakishly good in this particular sport that these people do because they know i'm out here you know yeah superhuman jumping makes my unexpected frog legs worthwhile yeah that kind of thing But it also means people are out here doing all kinds of reckless stuff, not even villainous acts, just like not understanding what they're capable of, and then trying to be better and fucking it up. Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of Morgan's day is spent on one particular incident. Jubal, do you want to throw an idea here? For an unfortunate metahuman ability that might go terribly wrong in a low rent neighborhood, um, aquatic if possible, but
2: okay. That's actually, it's actually where my mind went. So okay,
3: great.
0: Well,
2: so that's that's sink, cool. Though. Say what? What is, is the it, sink? It, yeah,
3: it is the sink. Yeah.
2: Um, you want it to be like an, an annoyance or like a problem? A problem.
0: Hmm. Not like call the national guard. But, like, call the utility company. Yeah. Because. hmm. Uh, Let's see. So. So
2: a a fledgling water control water bender type is a unintentionally bursts all the uh, uh, fire hydrants on the street and in an effort to stop the water, they, in fact, froze it. So now it's covered with inches of thick frozen ice,
3: and pipes are rupturing as Mm -hmm. the cold travels, Mm -hmm. right? Damaging
2: it's
0: damaging the asphalt. Yeah, excellent. Is that about the scope you're looking for? Yes, absolutely. Yes, and you know, Morgan,
3: fortunately, arrives there like not long after that happens. So he's on the scene when that breaks out, and he can see the person who's who's the cause of it and he's like an old dude he's like a 60 year old man and he has no fucking idea i mean he looks he looks devastated Mm -hmm. when this happens you know first the water bursts out and then he's like oh no 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 instinctively and then when it all freezes he just kind of sits down and he's just like oh Alright.
1: With with Morgan's uh, weakness detection, can he kind of get a vibe as, like, this guy's powers are, are maybe controlled emotionally, or at least influenced by it? It seems like he's panicking, and that's when it freezes and everything, and...
3: Um, okay. Okay, Drew. Drew, okay. Um i don't think we normally roll weakness detection do we no it's just a it's a just base sort of static stat. yeah. effect okay actually what morgan learns is is unfortunately it's not controlled emotionally it's it's physical so the ice happened because of this particular motion that he made okay. he's sending out vibrations well, that would suck all right He's gonna have that would to, be so awful. He's gonna have to move in a very specific way for the rest of his life. Okay. Oh, He's no. like hit from a from a distance,
1: like on the other rooftop or whatever. Um he's like
0: Mr G. M- Mr G. What? Sit on your hands.
3: Sit on my hands. Don't fucking move your hands. Sit still. I'm gonna come over. What? I've, I'm I'm radioactive now. I'm See, sitting. Okay, sit on him. And
1: Morgan's gonna make his way over and just kind of
0: mm-hmm.
1: explain in a way, you know, be yeah. like, "You, you, when you did this, that's what caused this. So we're gonna have to suss this out. So let's go to." You know, and he he actually spends time and like takes him over and like it very cautiously is like, okay, move this hand and move this hand and uses a little bit of his martial arts know how of like body mechanics mm-hmm. to be like what is safe, what is not, kinda of deal. Almost mm-hmm. like a punch and a kick.
3: Sure, sure. So if he has to, so he'll spend
1: the rest of the day with him.
3: He's he's certainly there for for two or three hours. And, you know, somewhere during this conversation Mr Gazavides is like thank god my Muriel's not here to see this.
0: I think uh
1: well, I was about to say something really rude Mr G. Uh no, I think she would have been all right with it.
3: You don't know that woman the mouth on her. Anyway, hey. Uh he's still he's still a, he's still an irascible old man. Uh but you know Morgan Morgan helps him out somewhat until the other thing that happens today is there's somebody else in the sink who has acquired some whale-like traits. And they, in the course of trying to communicate and see if they can do whale song, send out this incredible low bass note that causes a lot of the elevated railways to like shake off the foundations and fall in. It's so loud that Morgan hears it. So like the sink is kind of a- an island. He's He's gone down to sort of the southern end of it to mm-hmm. help Mr. Mr. Gazavides here. He hears it from the northern end. Like it comes from there and he hears it all the way there. He's, it's like, did somebody set off a fucking cannon or something?
1: All right. He's going up. Yeah. He's fucking right. Shortest route, you know,
3: right. Through people's apartments later, and Mr. shit. Chief. Yeah. So he's running around the neighborhood cleaning up messes, helping people deal with their powers all day because he's helping people. He's not there to stop uh, a gang fight that happens in the sink in like late afternoon. It's like, it's like quarter to four and Mm. people are out here brawling with powers. We'll, uh, We'll, we'll, we'll come back in later with your list of meta gangs and backfill who this is. Okay. But at the end of the day, you know, Morgan is more aware of his limits than ever. And, you know, again, he finds himself in front of a store. Maybe it's like a, an appliance store, a local chain. There's a big screen TV in it anyway. And he, uh, he sees on the news something that Claire experiences in a different way. By this time, she's in the middle of her dinner with Val Ashcroft, who is actually here, mostly just drinking. Very, very quickly when they meet, and there's a reserve table and everything. It's toward the back, so there's some privacy, you know, half walls all around. Ashcroft is is mostly drinking, and she says, you know, the food here is
0: ridiculous, but one needs to be seen shakes her hand. Real powerful grip, but she obviously holds back. Claire warmly returns the handshake. And she Val says, Ashcroft is built. She's like 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six,
1: okay. Like, you know, powerhouse
3: yeah. m- meta kind of deal. Yeah. Like, she, she got the gene that just makes you swalt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, uh, she says, uh, she says, well, I guess obviously there are some exceptions. She gestures toward her her bracer as if you know what she's talking about.
0: Claire looks confused and shakes her head. Oh, sweetie. Have a seat. She pushes a a glass of some brown liquor your
3: way. Uh, by smell, is it? Uh... Expensive and nice. Um, probably Scottish. Nice. Um, she says, she says You're gonna want to
0: search yourself real quick. For I'll wait. She okay. means search, search for yourself. Search for myself where? Like, Google like, it. like
2: oh, you, oh, you Google it. oh, 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 sorry, Google it. I'm a little thick, apparently. Claire is not Claire would not have had trouble understanding it. I had trouble understanding it. Claire worriedly looks down and types her types her name into her bracer.
3: so you see a clip of this that comes up on the w a v n website. Morgan sees Morgan earlier saw the live broadcast of this. It's a short story. It's not in like the prime viewing spot, but um there
0: is an
3: accusation is the first word that came to my mind, but that's not quite it. Allegation? Allegation might be it. Someone someone has has presented this to the TV station as if it's a sort of exposé, but um you know, the the way that the station presents it is like You know, footage from, you know, citizen journalist so-and-so alleges that a former top research scientist may be behind the meta explosion in the sink and is furthering that research even now under the radar. Oh, no. It doesn't ever mention you by name, but to people in the city, people in the super community who are like aware we'll be able to piece it together. Some apparently regular-ass person came into some data. You know, there's there's mention of, like, you know, uh, you know, sources I won't name to protect them, or, you know, data dump on an FTP server, the kind of thing that, like, a person who doesn't really know about tech would say to make it sound techie. Um, perfect person to describe it, then. Yes.
0: Convenient. Um, I mean,
3: But there's, there's this, there's, there's this like shadowy and, and by shadowy, I mean dimly lit footage of like a building down the block from Claire's lab, like pointed in the general direction of her lab, super not specific, but it's one of those like, you know, ghost hunter type things where it's like, you know, People are saying the build one of the buildings down the street might be used for terrible industrial sabotage or or whatever. You know, like yeah, it's it's long on 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 allegation and short on actual facts. But it's like somebody has a general sense of where she might be located, and they've sort of dragged her name into the press here.
0: Hmm. Well, I mean who has the resources to do that and some data to leak that looks real kind of a putting one and one together really right so Um, Claire Claire looks, Claire doesn't hide her troubled and annoyed look I need food she says she looks up from her bracer
3: Ashcroft says well then finish your drink and let's get the hell out of here
0: okay unless you want to smell a meal they don't serve real food here it's uh
3: it's difficult to get in any respectable amount this is a place she says this is a place to be seen honey
0: well
2: yes yes so yes let's get that let's let's and, and claire just claire just crushes it i know it's expensive And I'm sorry, I'm a scotch drinker too, but she just
0: crushes it.
3: (laughs) Ashcroft just kind of nods knowingly, like, cool. Power move. I like that, even though that's probably not what Claire was thinking. You know, you can see the wheels turning in her head. She, uh, She makes sure that you guys make a somewhat splashy exit, you know, and... Even though Claire's mind doesn't necessarily go in these directions naturally, because she's been primed by this conversation and the news, she's like, she's doing me a favor right now. She's showing people who are here watching that I'm respectable enough to be seen with this important person. Why is she doing me this favor?
2: Or it's a bait and switch. I mean, she would have access to it as well. I mean, yeah. presumably, if she's if she's in the close circle, there's no reason that this couldn't then be a blackmail request. So... Just because she's been friendly doesn't mean she wouldn't be like, so, you notice at this point at your lab? We know where your lab is. So,
0: she's not, her guard's not down.
3: I imagine seeing this broadcast earlier, Morgan's reaction is a little different. Because one of the allegations included in the full piece is that this person is illegally, or in some shady
0: way, giving people powers. So, we'll come back to that.
3: Just Ashcroft takes...
1: Just as a quick side note, Morgan is going to start putting out feelers on the street to figure out
0: where this place is. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So, Ashcroft actually takes um, Claire up the street and then
3: further landward, like, away from the sink. Takes her to this like greasy kebab joint, this like you know, late night gyro and falafel kind of place with where they like they take a bunch of french fries, throw it in your sandwich, and then fill the rest of your bag. Um, either she has a big appetite as well, or she knows about your appetite, which wouldn't be a big stretch, but right. um,
0: hey, what's she wearing?
3: Um a power suit of some kind and not a power okay. suit like pistons and you know electro guns and stuff like a an expensive dark high class suit okay kind of a kingpin look i imagine
0: yes
2: the the marvel character not not the generic term um well claire claire is wearing something much more like elegant and feminine Like, I imagine it's not too cold yet, so it's probably going to be a, like a dress and heels. So she's probably not thrilled to be there, but I'm sure at this point she's so hungry she doesn't care. Right.
3: There, there are, you know, there's like a row of, of stools and a, and a counter and, uh, Ashcroft orders you both like two normal portions of, of stuff. And when she sits down, the stool kind of creaks, and the guy at the end who is sitting there, he's just like, "Whoop, oh, gotta go!" Leaves his food, walks away.
0: Like she as kind of a of, signal, or was he just like freaked out by? Yeah, more like that. out. Okay, you can you can tell Ashcroft loves it because she's like biting back a grin. He's like, in some ways. It's good to be known. I can see her watching the sky walk away. And in some ways, Claire says, gesturing to her brace, brace her bracer, it is not good to be known. Yeah. Listen. <clears throat> this is what I want to offer you. Greenwell, obviously, still has an axe to grind, but
3: I'm looking toward the future, and I'm thinking... When your time comes, I want to be there. Not trying to keep the door shut on you, but opening it for you, with you, as a partner. And if things like this keep happening, that's going to be harder for you to do. I do want to fund you. I also want to run interference for
0: you. Things like this. You need
3: somebody in your corner doing that. It seems like you used to have that. Now you don't, who was your media person, If you don't mind me
0: asking well, I mean Greenwell, that's oh. all I needed. Oh, that's, that's why not... that was such a big blow.
3: I thought right after it seemed like there was somebody sort of managing the coverage of you in some way. You didn't have a deal with someone not that I know of, huh. Interesting.
0: What do you mean, managed? Why do you say that? I know some people at the
3: TV station and the radio station and the papers, and uh, a couple of stories about you got spiked early on in the immediate
0: aftermath of the uh, separation. Well, that was a time that I uh, am glad someone was watching out for me. Hmm. so you Can I, just a
3: second actually Jubal doesn't seem to know who this is but Claire might do you want to roll intelligence oh, yeah
0: three three successes right
3: So, someone who doesn't like, but is obsessed with publicity, who kind of had her back, and who then left.
2: Oh Yeah, no, I get it. The player gets it. Claire's just, Claire may get it too, but drawing attention to her time-traveling, mind-controlling friend, who recently skipped town, is probably not the best idea. Okay, alright. Yeah, Yeah, no, no, it's good to have that confirmed. I figured that's what it was, but it's good to have that confirmed, and...
0: That, yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ashcroft doesn't
3: press it. She uh, she, she she pays for your meal, you know. She I have more out- to say to
2: her. I have oh. I have a lot more to say to her. But you go ahead. No, no, no. You go. Okay. So while, while eating between mouthfuls of food, Claire's Claire's opening question is: I need to know more about you and
0: Greenwell because you two come up in the same sentence in my mind. well, it's about the money.
3: I'm not so obsessed with all the gadgetry, you know, that sort of thing. It occurs to you that Ashcroft doesn't look as old as she has to be. I mean, you've probably done some research on her before, and just from public records, she's gotta be in her 50s. But she looks 20 years younger than that. Anyhow, she says, some of what his companies come up with is useful and interesting. And some of it just seems like solutions in search of a problem. So things he has succeeded on made him very rich. When I, you want to change a whole neighborhood for the better you need money. I'm not beholden to the man. We've had some deals. and They've mostly worked out. Not every time. He turned his nose up at me initially, but, uh, you know, he came around eventually. Most of them do. For a while there, he didn't want to look past the villain
0: thing. (laughs) Tell me about that. I like it so simple. I... I... I know. I thought you might. Something... I got a feeling...
3: Look, I didn't ask for this. And she... Um, to, to demonstrate she flexes pretty hard and her jacket sleeve rips it's like keeping tailors in business
0: but wasn't easy growing up in the 80s being this
3: before people really understood what we were in any real way just being a freak And a dangerous
0: one. Well, I leaned into it. To me. Actually, several people did. But after a while, I just got tired. Yeah. It's tiring, right? I don't know how they do it, people who don't stop.
3: I've seen a lot of the type, mostly men, trying to prove something to mommy or God or somebody. I'm over
0: it. Yeah. I like this city.
3: I think there's more here than a lot of people realize, and I want to bring it out. And maybe sometimes I show up and look a little scary at a meeting of one of these historical preservation societies. Well, fuck them if they can't take a joke. To me, that's what the villain thing is. It's an old
0: joke. Claire, Claire raises an eyebrow and at the and just sort of thinks and and finishes
2: chewing so your your uh your path you uh you want to be a, a mover and a shaker in the city,
4: yeah,
0: and my and my research yields you money, moral credit.
3: I saw what happened in the sink, like everybody else. I see this meta sports League thing. It's indie right now, and it's totally out of control. But imagine not just one stadium for one sport, but a series of complexes for all these new sports. Things like that. What if we build the city around the freaks instead of pushing them to the edge?
0: I just think there's a lot of money to be made and maybe Christ, this sounds stupid. Maybe a little glory for the fucking berg. Hey. Jesus, I must be drunk. I aren't so easily taken out by a couple of scotches, but Guess not. there's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong with having a higher calling, right? I don't think so. so. So that's what's in it for you. And what's yeah. in it for me is money. And well, I not, need money. Not just money. Claire looks expectantly. I've met a lot of people in
3: my late career. A lot of people, I wouldn't say they owe me but they respect me and if i tell them what i think about this whole blackball thing maybe some minds will change that's that's good and if i can't manage that i can at least keep citizen journalists from sniffing around your fucking neighborhood i, I like still know, i still know some of those
0: people too what's your political history
3: parties offices i was a prominent affiliations besides greenwell i mean i was a technocrat when it was important to be one but i don't care
0: about that um (laughs) you know you so so that was just a a means to an end then yeah i
3: i I don't want to be tied to public office jesus all the rules they have to follow all these people sniffing around their every move. All this transparency? Give me a break. If you want to be able to get anything done, you can't operate like that. I very much agree with that. I very much agree.
0: So, if we do this, and I'm not saying yes yet. I am interested and I am considering. I'm not
2: going to hide that from you. Um, Don't worry, you haven't. <laughs> they, the old saying of... Um, good fences make good neighbors and good contracts make good friendships. Mm-hmm. Um I would need I'm I'm open to your points. It's not really my per, my primary interest in the uh um uh, metahuman league. Uh, uh uh ventures you have in mind and I would be Uh, The perfect person to have in your corner, if that's the path you want to go. I need balance in what I'm doing because um, I think since we're talking money and glory, I think the most money and most glory and the right thing to do is to focus this in medicine. My work Mm -hmm. is primarily medicine-focused. It will have meta-benefits. It will have insight into what meta abilities might be most marketable or most or most suited for certain matches and uh but i i need you to know up front that my focus isn't on necessarily something tailored it isn't necessarily centered around anything that's going to rock the world i do want to make the world a better place And I think my research is really going to do that because people are going to know. People are going to know about this stuff. People are going to learn. It's just a matter of time. And I want to get out in front of this. I want more people to know than less. So we would be looking at, especially once things pick up, if things get a little more sophisticated and evolved, say, five, ten years from now, or who knows how time's
0: going to go. Uh, I am looking at open source has a lot of connotations,
2: but I am looking at something that's much more widely available because this knowledge doesn't need this knowledge escaping will cause harm if it's escaped. This knowledge will cause harm if it's vaulted.
0: If this knowledge is released and people know how it is, how it works, then the world will be a
2: safer place. That is not a bridge I'm crossing today, or tomorrow, or next
0: year. But when that time comes... I thought there might be some of this beneath the surface. Well... (laughs) To your first point,
3: cities always need hospitals. And... Who better to build a brand new medical center for the whole city than a developer and a geneticist?
0: Oh, geneticist. I don't know. Yeah, that's better. I like that. See, usually I charge for that kind of thing. Gratis. Look, I don't expect you to sign anything.
3: In fact, I'm going to leave you to eat in peace. Just going to give you this. She hands you an extremely expensive, well designed business card of cardstock, so firm it could be used as an edged weapon. Like it.
0: And she says, just think about it. No time limit, no precondition. If you're interested, call. If you're not, don't call. It's up to you. I'm going to be building things regardless. I would rather build them with someone who's got vision.
3: But, and she throws down a bill of much too high denomination to the guy behind the counter, who's been just sort of like, staying away from the cash register, studiously not overhearing this conversation. So, So she just like puts a hundo on the counter and is like, I'll speak to you when I speak to you. It's been a pleasure and
0: she leaves absolutely um have a good night she just
2: says like absolutely to that have a good night and she um she finishes her food and whatever leftovers
0: (laughs) her potential business partner left behind so i have
3: one more triggered event and um it seems like we're, we ought to wrap up. Yeah, so, it's, it's time. Let me it's just time say, for me. Let me just say that uh, what we'll begin with next time will be the inevitable uh, intersection of interests between a person who can make someone have powers and someone who really, really, really terribly wants powers. But also, the intersection will be an event that you both see flyers for. Maybe it's a digital thing. Maybe you just see an old-fashioned flyer slapped up on a wall.
0: Billboards.
3: Morgan would know about this person in only the vaguest sense until he recognizes the face. Claire, on the other hand, immediately knows who this is. The flyer is really vague in a way. It says something like... um, Vapor Party and um, Narrative Experience. It's got the names of like six weird DJ-type people down the side in columns. The imagery is really clashing. There's like pyramids and like tanks. It's just like a total design clusterfuck. But in the center of it, and with the biggest name, it says...
0: DJ Kraft, and the images of a dude, oh, with
3: spiky gelled white hair, this just, just like snotty Aryan kid,
0: um, <laughs> who Morgan vaguely knows
3: because he read a story once about a supervillain DJ. You know, he 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 heard about this in some. There's there's probably a whole raft of like meta news websites, which are just, you know, mostly just like cranks. Repeating rumors that they've heard or invented, but um, people have people have claimed that this guy is a supervillain. Even though he's not publicly known as one. Yeah. Claire knows what this guy can do to some extent. At least she knows what he used to be able to do back in the days when she would sell drugs at his shows. He is coming to the Berg. He is headlining a big electro dance Roman orgy party of some kind. I'm just not, not literally. Obviously, there are no Romans here. I'm just saying. He's, he's coming to town. He's the centerpiece of this big decadent event. And the party is in like two days. So. That'll be our setup for next time. Alright.
0: Sounds like a good time.
3: And done. Nice. Nice.
2: Stop it.
3: Stop Lo- it. Lovely first <laughs> session.
1: <laughs> lovely.
2: Yep. Getting the ground running. Yeah. I love it.
1: Oh, oh I'm so excited yeah. to get back into great. the berg as a player.